have no idea if that was audible, but that was some coffee ASMR. I've tried it before and it didn't work out. <laughs> All right. Well, hello. My name is Monica. And recently some people have been calling me Mo. So if you hear that, that's also me. We are currently recording in my living room because today's guest, uh, I was going to crack up a joke, but that was a terrible, that was terrible. Oh my God. <laughs> I was going to crack a really terrible joke. Um, we smoked joints before this. Um, my dog is currently wanting some love and attention, even though she's not supposed to because she has a broken I'm bone child. Um, I wanted to start this off with just doing a little bit of a recap. I'm Monica. This is Cafe with Strangers. And the recap, oh my gosh. <laughs> this is how I know that I'm like, I'm nervous too, because I get like, uh, uh, uh. I know. I'm like, I'm trying not to be nervous. <laughs> um, so basically this podcast is about talking to other people of that are Latin as well, whether full Latin, part Latin, however they identify as Latin. And we're just talking about our experiences in, in America, what it's like living here, the struggles, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, the caffeine, which is from Valhalla Coffee today. Ooh, thank Ooh. you. Anyways, I, that's enough jibber-jabber-blabber from me. I'm mm -hmm. going to go ahead and pass it on to my guest because today we're having Cafe with Gabby. Yes. Hey guys, this is Gabby. I have never done anything like this before. I'm so excited, nervous, all of the things. Um, as Mo mentioned, we did get a little high before this, so excuse <laughs> us. Um, but it's just getting into conversation, learning more about each other, and hopefully dropping gems for other people. Let's talk about it. Yeah. And then we have a little um, bonus at the end that you have a small business. We're going to talk a little bit yeah. about that. So actually, no, fuck it. Just talk about it now. All right. Okay. Well, um, my small business is Sana Sana Armor. I hope some of y'all can understand the reference. Um, and if you don't, then you don't. Um, <laughs> Um, but right now we are just selling CMOS gels and different flavors, you know, just trying to like spread the knowledge on the benefit of that supplement. Um, I had this idea in my head for like several years. And mm -hmm. then one day I was like, okay, well, let me just play around and make a logo. Like, what do I lose with that? You know? And then the logo came about and then I was like, okay, well, let me order some stickers, yeah. <laughs> you know? And then it kind of just turned into a thing. And I was like, okay, well, I have all of these tools like let me just give it a try and I mean it's still growing it's small but I'm grateful for every single order I've received and you know big things are coming I'm not gonna give up what is CMOS because there was a lot of things I wanted to ask you when we hung out last time but I was like <sighs> yeah so it's basically an algae that grows in the oceans of St. Lucia. So it does not grow in like the Pacific Ocean. It Where's only the... grows in the Atlantic Ocean. Oh. Um, and so it's naturally harvested, dried out. Um, it's basically like a, yeah, like an algae that comes from the sea. And so, you know, you can turn it into a gel. Some people take capsules. Mm -hmm. Um 
I mean, you can use it as a hair mask. There's so many different ways you can use it. Um, and it's just like kind of a super supplement for our bodies. It okay. adds iron. It helps with thyroid health. And I think that it's important to spread this because I didn't really know about CMOS until maybe like four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And recently it's become way more popular. Like more people are aware of it and, you know, believing in it. Um, but yeah, I, I always encourage everybody to do their own research. Mm-hmm. And if you decide you, you want to try out some CMOS gel, check us out. Our Instagram is sana underscore sana underscore armor. Um, it's obviously Latina owned. So please support me. Um, shipping and a website will be here very soon. Hey. Yes. Oh, so this is going to be a sneak peek of the stickers. You're, oh, you're yeah. the first person I'm going to show you other than like my sister. And my oh, friend. okay, cool. But these I are the you stickers. stickers. Yeah, you mentioned it. So I'm like, oh, okay. So this is going to be um, to everyone that's, I, I don't know how I'm going to get to it. To the people that I've recorded with already, but the people that I have recorded with, this is what I'm planning on giving them. This is the specific sticker for them. <gasps> I love that. And then this is the one, the general sticker for like anyone. Oh, if I can zoom in. I can't zoom in. That's fine. Oh my gosh. Yes. So cute. Anyways. All right. Yes, so that was a, a different, unusual beginning but i'm kind of learning to go with the flow of conversations with this um so i guess we'll just jump into the the conversation yeah you can you've introduced yourself um go ahead and introduce yourself (laughs) and um with whatever background information you want to give and then we'll just go from there yeah so um born and raised in washington i actually was born in lake chelan so you know, definitely grew up kind of a little more like country or side, you know, orchards, whatnot. I don't know where that is. Oh, Eastern Washington. Eastern it's Washington. Bomb okay. in the summer. <laughs> you have to go get on a jet ski, go to the lake. Oh, it's beautiful. But um, the water's so fresh. Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> um, born and raised. I just recently moved to Tacoma a few months ago. I'm loving it. The atmosphere is so different Mm -hmm. and it really does make you feel like, damn, you see all these small businesses kind of thriving out here and you're like, okay, I can be there, you know? So I think it's been really cool. Um, I'm in vet med, love, love the fur babies. That's That's also been, yeah, that's also been a newer journey, even though like I knew I wanted to work with animals for so long, I never really knew had a even I didn't even know what a veterinary assistant was so mm-hmm. I also want to lead into that that's like another thing for my nieces and nephews like I try to educate them about their opportunities because I didn't have that and you know you don't know what you're missing out on when you mm-hmm. don't even know what you don't know and so I think that's been important um to kind of let them know, like, look at me, I'm 28 and I just started a small business. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I'm going for it. And you can do that too. Like, you know, so educating the youth has been also another thing I really want to dive into, but I have so much going on right now. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking too far in the future, but you know, I think about that and I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. And I want everybody that 
like Latino or not, you know, educate the youth because they need to know about these opportunities. Like. Definitely. I want to go off of that. Are you by chance an only child or the eldest? I'm not an only child per se. I have two older sisters. However, we have different fathers. So I'm my dad's only child. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of experienced it on both aspects. Mm -hmm. More so with my sisters, though. Like a big chunk of my life, I've been living with them. Um, so. Wow, I was totally off. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you probably pick up on that because. I've recently also acknowledged, like, I'm first gen on my dad's side. So mm -hmm. for his family, like, they're kind of expecting more from me because it's like, hey, you know, like my dad, like he got out of school in like fourth grade. So I'm learning to have more compassion and understanding with that because like he's doing the best that he can. And, you know, he just wants to see me make the most of the opportunities that he feels like he presented for me. Mm -hmm. And I only realized that in, like, my adult life. I didn't really understand why he was so, like, hard or, like, oh, my gosh, you got to, like, make sure you take advantage of these opportunities. Like, I didn't have these opportunities, you know. So I'm understanding it differently now from, mm -hmm. like, an older perspective of like, okay, I don't think they mean to pass it on as a burden, but mm -hmm. sometimes it may feel like that. And I think that I'm only talking about this because I feel like other Hispanic children that have experienced this, or I mean, I guess any children will have some type of burden from their parents, yeah. like whether you're Hispanic or not, but it, it hits different in a Latino household. Like, if you've experienced it, you know what I mean. You yeah. know what I mean? So, but I'm I'm starting to, like, heal that and, like, like I said, have more compassion with him. Um, and I'm trying to work on that relationship for sure. And you are just Mexican. I'm half Mexican and half Ecuadorian. So my mom's from oh, Ecuador. Fuck, she yeah. was born here, but um, you know, her mom's from Ecuador. So yeah. Yeah. Damn. So I have a little bit of both. I did a freaking ancestry DNA thing though, which is super crazy. Some European popped in there and I was like, where's that coming from? Uh... <laughs> but I'm sure it makes sense. <laughs> I think if anyone from Latin America does not have any European in them, I would be very um, concerned, curious, concerned, intrigued, because Maya, go to your bed. I really want to understand, like, I thought she was mean. She's acting really nice. <laughs> she is actually a very naughty dog. She's a good dog with naughty potential. Okay, I understand that. Yeah. Um, talking about that, I know that we were, just to kind of lighten up the mood, before we started recording, I asked a question about what happened to poor baby. <laughs> we decided to hold off for you guys, so let's talk about that. Yeah, so um, some of you may know that my dog recently, um, basically my dog got attacked by another dog, and what happened is... We arrived at the clinic. Um, I'm going to just write down the doctor 
on here, but you know who they are, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, I used to work with them, and so that's Maya's primary. And so we were arriving at the clinic, so we can just talk about um, allergies. Or so we arrive at the uh, at the clinic, and I'm running late, and I know it's like two minutes before four o'clock. I hear a noise. I look over and I see this woman and and her dog. I only know because I heard a noise or she said something. I don't know, but I look over and I see the dog. I don't know what it was about that, but Maya's not good with other dogs. And so I was like, you know, I'm just going to get her out of the situation. I don't know if the dog was already looking like it was going to come towards my dog or I just thought the dog wanted my dog, but I yanked her up from her, um, her harness. I just like, which is something that I've done before. Um, that's the only reason it was such a swift, like, reaction for me. I've yanked mm-hmm. her up and um, I had her in my arms, but unfortunately the dog managed to jump up and grab her leg. Oh no. And um, had I known this dog was going to come towards mine like that, I honestly would have kicked it. And like speaking from someone in vet med, that's maybe a very contra. No, um, I like. What's the word? Contra- controversy. Controversy contradictory but i'm like if it's my dog or someone else's dog like in that kind of situation i was like i'm i'm gonna protect my dog which i actually is 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 what i ended up doing um so during the it was like a minute long i swear the longest minute of my fucking life and at first i was just like trying to get this dog off the owner apparently she face face planted because the dog took off and she face planted that's mm-hmm. the only reason that the, the people from the clinic came outside was because they saw the owner they thought they were looking they were going to be looking for a lost dog they come outside and oh there's a dog attack going on and um the way that i was holding maya my right hand or my left hand my tattooed left hand was by her face and i had her her leg and my hand. And the only reason there was so many things that could have gone wrong, but the things that went right did because um, I my she only broke a really small bone in her leg, and it would have been a lot worse had I not held onto her leg, had I just not picked her up as like the moment that I did. Um, but it was like a really long minute. They were trying to do everything to get this dog off. I started kicking it. Nothing was working. I don't wow. even know how many people there was the owner there was me there was easily like three four people on this dog and there was more kind of like on standby like well, what do we do what do we do one of the doctors came out with a broom i didn't even know that until afterwards but like halfway through i started dissociating because i'm like everything's going i don't even know it's chaotic and right. at one point i look over and i i i see more than i feel maya biting on my hand and my hand's actively bleeding at that point. And it was, oh, God, it broke my heart because she wasn't biting, like, aggressively. She was more like, I'm in pain. Ouch. Oh, yeah. my God. Ouch. Bite. Bite. So yeah. I was just like, fuck. Oh, and um, I remember I screamed at one point because I had a moment of realization. I'm like, if this dog yanks Maya out of my hands, she's gone. And that, that's, like, been the hardest part of this entire experience is, like, the what ifs. Yeah. The close calls. Because I did had I not picked up Maya the second that I did, I have mm-hmm. tissues, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, sitting here tearing up because I'm thinking about if it was my dog, like, oh, my gosh. And, like, that's the thing. Like, we're in vet med. We see this shit all the time. Yeah. We see the superficial scratches to the 
the deadly ones. Yeah. But I never thought of what it would be like to be that on that side because this was so, this was unprovoked. This happened out of nowhere. And I had I didn't even have any time. The I had very little time to react. And um it was honestly one of the scariest moments of my life to to have been so close to losing my dog, especially because she's 12. And I just started thinking like, she's relatively healthy, but you know, when's, when are we going to celebrate her last birthday? And so I, it was the, the what ifs have been really, really hard. And um, I'm not mad at the dog. I'm, I'm mad at the owner because this happened because she didn't have control over her dog. Um, She, and, and I ended up finding out more information about this animal where um, it was recently adopted. And so she didn't know. So I I, I understand that be, being recently adopted, adopt, adopted, I wouldn't know much about my own dog's history, which I get that. I think that's where it's important to like educate clients and, and say like, that's when you should be more um, mindful and um, on like defense I guess I don't know how to describe it, but yeah. just be more aware, like until you realize what's going on with your pet. But um, I was going to. Um, this was the second time that she lost control of the dog. I don't know how long yeah. they had had this dog for, but it was the second time. Oh, here's the thing: the dog. The only reason they got my this dog off my dog was because they choked it out. That was literally the only way that that we were able to get this dog off. And wow. it's again very contradictory or controversial but this dog wanted to kill my dog yeah so yeah no I mean hey I support you because I would have probably also kicked the dog like I I were doing everything and it was and at that point that's scary that's it and if that's the second time like I, I filed um, that it or, never gets a hold of like a small child or something. And that's the scary part. Like not to say that attacking other dogs isn't bad enough, but if you're not going to no, here's the thing, have control of the animal, then you need where to, that like, owner was very lucky that the dog is friendly with people because this dog bit down on Maya and did not move, did not let go. This dog could have easily gone after me as well and inflicted a lot of damage. Yeah, it was, it could have inflicted a really good amount of damage, but literally the only thing was that broken bone. And, mm, I heard it. I felt it. Oh my God. It was so gross. Oh, <laughs> um, but no, I did file a report or the, the clinic called the um, uh, animal care and control for me. And I spoke with the officer, gave him my story and this and that. And I was going to file a report and I have the paper for it, but the owner ended up um, surrendering the dog back to the shelter. Mm. So um, the officer was like, it's pretty much like a mood point at this point to, to do the paper. So I was like, okay, you know, it's fine. Um, but I had a conversation. So someone that I used to work with works at that clinic and she was there and witnessed it. Um, mm. Actually, Christine, who is episode four or five, I believe um, she, we used to work together and she witnessed. Oh, wow. Yeah. She witnessed that as well. Um, but I was talking with her and I told her, I was like, hey, this is what happened with, with the dog. And we both kind of agreed, not agreed, but came to the realization that unfortunately this dog probably got euthanized. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. um, I don't know the shelter. I don't remember the name of it. But if this was a second thing, like, yeah. it's either either well, that or a lesson to the people. Anyway. Yeah, this is not I don't want to be like a shaming on dog owners. I my yeah, goal is to like, not. It's is to, to educate. educate. I think that's more important. Like, yeah. you know, that one TikTok thing, like, uh, by Ariana Grande is like, Oh, I could have said you were a shitty ass owner. But no, instead I said, you know, like, you know, like the whole, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, wait, listen and laugh. Anyways, yeah. I don't want to be like part of the, the, that's the other thing with like vet med. Um, it's not going to get better if we don't make that effort as well to educate clients in a, in a healthy manner. If we, yeah. we can't talk to them, like, why the fuck did you not have control of your dog? Like, yeah, I said that like when I was angry, but like, if I'm going to be sitting in front of you professionally, I'm going to be like, this is why it's important why you don't want to do this, this, and that, and why it's important to have this and that. Like, um, I made a TikTok video afterwards about oh, Maya okay. and or like about the situation, and I was just like, pet insurance and train your dog. Yes, that was super important. Like, I what's that was one of the biggest things with um, there was a lot going on. I was emotional, but I didn't. One thing I did not have to worry about were the finances in the sense because I, I had pet insurance or I have pet insurance. So I was like, I know it's going to be, that's one less thing to worry about right now because unfortunately you and I see it all the time where animals unfortunately get euthanized or just don't get the treatment that they, they need yeah. because of finances and, it, you know, being working in the ER department, like that's another we see thing. it a lot all the time. Like, please don't get an animal. It's like a baby. If you don't have the extra money, wait the extra year or two and then get an animal because yeah basically I, sorry go ahead. not to shame anybody back to but you know just let's be more conscientious of like the decisions that we're making that's basically what i'm trying to say a dog a pet is a is a responsibility mm-hmm. um so it breaks my heart like when I when they don't don't get the treatment that they need, like yesterday, <laughs> I've been extra, I've been extra sensitive to euthanasias recently, um, because of What's because of Maya, and there was a dog that puppy. Oh my god! It was only seven months old at Parvo, oh. um, and the owner couldn't afford it. And I just like I knew where the direction of this conversation was going. But I, 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 I cried. I took a moment. I had, a, I, I took a couple moments where I just stepped aside and I was like, just let it out. Don't let it get to you, but let it out. Yeah. And um, no, we see it all the time and it's, it's hard. It does get to you sometimes. And so that's another reason why I try to, I'm, I'm working more so professionally working in client education and telling people like, hey, do you have pet insurance? Like when I go to my orthodontist, I had a new um, assistant. And I was talking, I mentioned I'm a vet tech. And I'm like, oh, we just got a new puppy. I'm like, do you have pet insurance? That's yeah. usually my, my first thing. And I'm like, oh, and, and she goes like, oh, no, because I was debating if it was worth it or not. I'm like, I can it tell is. you. I was it like, th- like the veterinary bills that we see easily off the bat, 1,000. Worth but it. if like if they, let's say they get hospitalized for a day or two, you're looking from like three, maybe four, depending on what it is. Yeah. So pet insurance. Pet insurance. Pet insurance. Do your research. Anyways, that was a whole long ass tangent. We're gonna go ahead. I'm sure the people wanted to know though. Um, mm, delicioso. I know this is so good. I have don't... you ever been to La Hala Coffee? No, I have not. Okay, well, now you're going to be. It's really good. They're mm-hmm. off of Sixth Street. 
6th Ave. Mm. I can't remember. Okay. But they're there. Anyways, so you're Ecuadorian and Mexican. Yes. How was that growing up? Um, honestly, <laughs> gosh, my childhood was kind of complicated. Um, I would say really not. Oh, gosh, so many emotions. Um, <laughs> well, okay, I guess I'll start from the beginning. So my grandma basically raised me. So mm-hmm. um, since I was eight years old, essentially, and I'm 28 now. So if that like paints the picture for everybody. Um, and so I grew up with her raising me single, um, and my older sister, shout out to Priscilla, love you. Um, and so I would say I grew up more so instilled in like my grandma's values. So she's like from Ecuador, came out here to school on a visa, uh, now is a citizen like she has dual citizenship i know that's right grandma um and you know she went to the university of washington she got married like painted this whole picture right and um so i grew up just very old school like all of her beliefs she kind of has passed down to like onto me and my sisters um but there is things that as I've gotten older and like my mind has expanded, I've done the work on myself, you know, all of these things. Um, there is some like traditional things that like we don't really see eye to eye on even mm-hmm. like till this day, you know? Like, Oh gosh. I think she's become way more open now because I think she's accepted that, like, this is what it is. Like, Mm -hmm. this is who I am. And I know that you love me enough that you'll, like, move past this. Like, it's fine, you know? Um, But, uh, like, religious things, let's say, you know, like, things like that. I'm just like, okay, you know, I do believe in, like, a higher power or whatever the case may be, but not in the sense of like, oh my gosh, I say fuck and God's gonna spite me down to hell. Like, I think that's just extreme. Was it Um, Catholic? Catholic, yes. For a majority of my life, like I did my like Primera Comunión, the whole fucking thing. Confirmation? Yeah. Um, What? Went to Sunday school every Sunday. I hated it. Like, I really, you know, there is some things that I still carry with me. Like, like I heard you talk about this in one of your episodes. I think it was with Hector, actually. I'm so happy we're circling back. Um, que se persina. Like, yeah. when you go by, like, a graveyard yeah. or, like, a church or something, you know? And, like, I still do that when I go by graveyards. But I do it more so as, like, a sign of respect to the dead. Like... And also as, like, a thank you for, like, my life and, like, my family's lives. But that's just, like, something I've carried from Catholic tradition but kind of made it my own, if that makes sense. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't think I've – the whole um, persinandose, I've done it for a church, but I don't think I've ever done that for a graveyard. I don't know that I've ever really? heard of anyone doing that. Yeah. Well, that's something that – oh, God. That's something that my uh, grandma – 
kind of like taught us. So Mm -hmm. I just like always grew up seeing her do it. And then she would tell us to do it. And then as I got older, I'm like, okay, like I understand the reasoning, you know, when you're a kid, you're just like, okay, like what the fuck? Mm -hmm. I don't want to sit in church for three fucking hours. Like listening to you read out of a book, (laughs) like word by word, you know, that's just not the vibe for me, not to offend anybody, but like, you know, so we kind of don't see eye to eye on things like that still to this day, but it's never to the point where like, I mean, I go to her to like rebalance myself. Like she's my like safe space, you know? So um, like one time I told her she raised a hippie and she's like, I didn't raise no hippie. And I'm like, grandma, look at me. I'm literally like a hippie. (laughs) I was like really going through a whole phase was like not shaving my legs, not shaving my armpits. Like I really did that. And like my family knows like, but um. And like, it was more so of like, okay, why do I need to conform to what society says I need to look like? Like, if I decide not to shave my legs for three months, I decide not to shave my legs for three months. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So I don't know. It was more so of like that. And like I said, kind of painting the picture for like my niece, she's just turned 15. Um, I've always tried to show her the values that we have instilled in us, but I also want her to expand her mindset and not get stuck in like these old traditions or like the things that we're told to believe in or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause the times are different. We just have to accept that. Definitely. And I think it's harder for like, and going back to in a Latino household, like, you know, when your parents or grandparents are like stuck in their ways, you know what I mean? And they're like not ready to accept like how things are changing or like understand. And actually I wanted to ask you, um, you're not allowed to ask questions here. That's totally not. No, (laughs) they're just kidding. Obviously joking. (laughs) Your face was like low key looked like it was, you were going to ask, (laughs) (laughs) um, how did you, approach the conversation with your family or like even just your parents about being like (laughs) non-violent yeah I'm like I don't know if that's too deep or not no that's the thing I haven't oh okay (laughs) um they're actually planning on visiting me in a few weeks and I, I've been wanting to tell them I actually couldn't sleep very well last night because I was thinking about it I also woke up because I thought I heard someone screaming for help outside and I was just like eh, but no it just it stopped anyways um because you can't I hope you're alive whoever was screaming last I, night. I hope it was just me dreaming for whatever reason um but like in front of my tv right across from us I have the pride flag mm-hmm. and then on the by the windows I have a heart with like pride colors on there so when my parents come to visit me I'm probably going to take them down. Really? Because that's interesting. I I would want to tell them, but I guess I don't want them up there without me telling them first. But also, I'm honestly genuinely fucking terrified. I am genuinely terrified because while I know that my parents it's not necessarily the non-binary thing, it's more so like telling them I'm pansexual that I think mm. I would have I'm most scared of 
because with the non-binary thing, I kind of already told my mom a little bit, and my mom was like, eh, you know, it's, I don't, like, okay. I don't care. Yeah. And um, I think that's a concept that they may also because I think that's a concept that they may not fully understand, and the whole pansexual thing, like, I just, I know my parents love me, and I don't think that they would disown me. But it's still that possibility that I'm terrified. Even if it's like a 0.001%, like it still genuinely terrifies me because once you come out to your parents, there's like once you're out, you're out. Yeah. You can't take that back ever. And there's a certain safety sense of feeling safe, safeness, whatever, from not saying that. But I want to tell them, I just genuinely don't know that I'll have the courage to. I think because I'm not seeing someone who's non-binary or woman, I think it's easier for me to be like, oh, it's okay, I'll hold off kind of thing. Yeah. But I just don't know how to approach that conversation. That's honestly, I thought about like being like, hey, so do you guys like the whole, I thought about how I would do it and how it started off was describing non-binary yeah. in a way that they would um, – I would, uh, in a way, I feel like they would understand. And I haven't, I thought about it, but I just don't know how I'm going to go about it yeah. in actually real life. I, I want to tell them when they come in, will I have, will I lose the courage to do so? Possibly. Time will tell. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I feel like do it when you feel the time is right, you know, like there's no rush, but also, I do think it's important to, like, live in your truth. You yeah, know? and that's the other thing is, like, I want to live authentically me. And I have been, and it feels fucking great to be doing that. It's just it's just that possibility of how they're going to possibly react. That terrifies me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... That's why I ask because I'm like, oh, gosh, it's hard for me to approach conversations like with my dad. You know, we don't have like the closest relationship, Mm -hmm. um, but he's really like the only parent I have. I don't have a relationship with my mom. That's another thing for people to know. Um, But yeah, so it's hard because even when I told him, like, hey, I'm thinking about launching a small business, like. And his response literally was like, oh, my gosh, you don't know what you want to do with your life. And then I was like, "Okay, well, why do I have to choose one thing? Like I can work in vet med. I can run a small business like if I have the time. And I mean, I am in the mindset where like I if I believe that I can do it, I can. Mm -hmm. And like manifestation is real, at least for me, like. But you have to genuinely believe that this is going to happen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Like you have to have that faith. So, you know, things like that kind of bum me out. Cause I'm like, okay, well, damn, can you like expand your mind a little bit? But I, like I said, am learning to have a little bit more like compassion and understanding because he never even had the option to like have these goals and dreams. You know what I mean? And like, that's a whole different level of like understanding sometimes never mind Duh. 
I know. I think there's, there's so, like, many so many things. things. I know. <laughs> Do you ever feel like you're not making your your family proud? Oh my gosh, all the time, all the time. Um, but recently, when you stop and think about it, though. Yeah, when I stop and think about it, though, I'm like, okay, well, I think just because I'm choosing to like live my life differently and actually like aspire to be my own boss, mm-hmm. like I don't think that that was ever instilled in us. Like this is literally like coming from me and mm-hmm. what I'm feeling within and what I want my life to look like. And I'm like, I don't want to be working for somebody else for the rest of my life. Like I want to be able to set my family up for like generational wealth. I want to break these generational curses and it's hard to do it by myself. And it's also hard to do it when like your family doesn't understand. So they look at you like, oh, you're crazy or like you're wasting your time or, you know, you need to be saving money in your 401k or like mm-hmm. whatever the fuck, you know? And I'm like, okay, that's great. But I'm also trying to like build a small business. So yeah. my extra money is going into that. Like, because I believe that it can go somewhere. Right. And that's the thing. Um, so I feel like I disappoint them in that sense where like, oh, you could go back to school, like, or whatever the case may be, you know, but, um, did you feel, do you feel pressure from your family to go to school? I don't necessarily feel pressure. I, like I said, I feel like now my grandma, my sister, even my dad, like, I think they are noticing that, okay, like I am serious about building this small business, about being my own boss one day, because I mean, going back to like, I just don't see my life like working for somebody else. Um, forever but my family is supportive they're supportive in their own in their own latin way exactly and then my grandma like tries to support me and she does and she's like okay how's your business going you know all that and she has so many of her own dreams this lady is 96 years old and she yes and she um still does it all but She's like, wants to move back to her country. She wants to open up a business. She wants to like have like a little comedor, like restaurant type of thing in Ecuador and like all this stuff. And I'm like, grandma, you're 96 years old. Like it's time for you to rest, like enjoy yourself, whatever, you know? So maybe I think my aspirations and like craziness all comes from her, but I don't think like she sees it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, but yeah. That's cute. I love her. She's amazing. I wanted to get back a little bit. Um, so I just find it interesting. I don't know if that's the right word to say. That you have more relationship with your dad than you do your mom. Are you comfortable talking a little bit more about that? Yeah. Okay. Just because I think just in general, I think like uh, women and their kids have more of a relationship bond. It's not usually the other way around. Yeah. So I guess I'm just kind of curious. It's like to, different. Yeah. yeah. Um, honestly, I feel like it's kind of by default. I know that's kind of like horrible to say, but it's like when you're putting one person that's like not even actively in your life, you haven't spoken to them in like years. Mm-hmm. 
versus like a parent that you talk to maybe like once or twice a week, like check in on FaceTime, you know, whatever. It's like, I have absolute no contact with my mother. Um, she just wasn't ready to be a parent, like pretty much. She unfortunately had to have three kids before she realized that, I guess. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's all good. I've healed from that. And I hope that like other people, if they are going through anything similar, um, it's not that you're not worthy of that love. Like I've had to really heal from that and like really forgive her for that. And it like gets me emotional because I know how far I've come in that situation. But she has her own demons. Everybody has their own demons. And like, I just have to forgive and like let her live her life and let me live my life. And I don't feel bad about completely removing her out of my life. So my dad's kind of like the only parent that I have. So by default, we kind of have to have a relationship. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I mean, I guess not have to, but you know, he makes the effort that he can and he just came to visit me recently. So, you know, we're working on it. I think he sees that I'm serious. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe that's what was lacking before in him actually like fully supporting me. Like maybe he thought like, oh, you're young and you're just like, don't know what you want to do. Like you keep changing your mind. Yeah. And I did change my mind for a while, but I really know what I want to do now. And there's nothing wrong with changing <laughs> your mind. Exactly. So, you know, it's a, it's a struggle. It's a journey, but I mean, I try to be open and honest with him as much as I can. And I put him on the spot, you know, I'm mm -hmm. like, Hey, what's up with this? Why don't you like support me in X, Y, and Z? Like when he came to visit, I kind of had that face-to-face -face conversation. Mm -hmm. And the best thing that I can give you about having the conversation with your parents is like just being open and honest and hoping that they're going to be accepting. I know that's like easier said than yeah. done, but I, that's kind of what I had to do. I kind of had to put it all on the table in order for us to get our relationship to like a next level. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I get that. I, it's a little funny. I mean, dark humor. I like to say in vet med, like if you're not laughing, you're crying. So that's kind of been a, like yeah. a motto for life. If you're that's not laughing, you're crying. So true. So um, I literally told my therapist this morning, I was like, I don't have daddy issues. I have mommy issues. Word. So it's like Word. you were talking. I'm like, girl, we both got mommy issues. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a thing. Oh, my gosh. Um, I wanted to ask, I was like, is there a specific reason you asked about my conversation with my parents? I mean – just because I'm still learning how to like also have those conversations, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm like, Hey, who better to ask than, I mean, I feel like that would be a really, it, it is going to be a really intense conversation and I'm having to have way more intense conversations in my life with my family too. So I'm like, help me. Yeah. <laughs> I will, there's only so much I can help there. Obviously. I know, but Hey, <laughs> I'm sure other people will have some advice for us. Comment or do whatever you got to do on Cafe with Strangers. Let us know. Like, swipe up on the story, please. I need to figure out Send how to... Send a DM to Cafe with Strangers. How do we have these conversations, y'all? Help us. Um, 
Wow. I, I think think you're doing better at uh, promoting advertising <laughs> my, the podcast and I am for it. Honestly, I'm not even going to lie. I'm one of those people that like goes through scenarios in their head. So I've been like thinking, okay, what can I be saying? You know, like trying to be interactive. I want you guys to like feel the vibe. Mm-hmm. I want y'all to check out Sana Sana Armor, you know, check even if you guys just follow, like, that's great. Share a post, please. Like, that's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to ask something before I forget. Yeah. Do you, what's the word? Um, I really didn't think I was going to get emotional. And like, I, tend I literally to bring that on almost people. freaking cry. <laughs> you, I don't know, these it's just they're, real and they're, raw. They're, they're tough conversations, and they're you know they're only so planned that anything can pop up in the conversation and, yeah. and stuff. I do want you guys to know we literally held off on so much conversation so that we could do this episode. <laughs> this this is true. We um so we work together. Um, I do relief, and so. Um, I go to different hospitals and at one of the hospitals that I'm at pretty regularly, we met there. And then I think it was the first time or one of the first times that I met you was when you brought burritos or something to, or something from McDonald's <laughs> to people. And I kept giving you shit. Oh, I was yeah. like, where's mine? You're yeah. like, I'm sorry. I didn't even know you were working. I, I don't know. Who are you? Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. But um, yeah. Where was I going with that? I don't know. I forgot myself. Oh but yeah, I think you had a question. I did. Um, yeah, because then, then afterwards we worked a little bit more together, and then hmm. we talked about the podcast, and then we're like, let's go to a tap room. There was non-alcoholic beer for me, and then <laughs> yeah, that during that night we were like, okay, hold up, that's yeah, something we for had the to like stop. Hold up, that's for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the podcast. Anyways, um, but yes, my question is, do you identify or relate? closer to your Ecuadorian side versus your Mexican side? Honestly, I don't really, I don't know how to say this. Like, I don't really lean either way. Mm -hmm. Like, I just know that I'm Latina and I'm proud and like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I speak Spanish (laughs) and I can understand you and... I know about the traditional dishes on both sides. Like, what's up? You know, what's a like, traditional Ecuadorian dish? Enlighten ooh, me. Yes, yes, teach me. Yes. <laughs> um. So one that I know of for sure that my grandma just made before she went back home. Um. They're ajacas. That's what they're called, mm-hmm. and they're basically like Ecuadorian's version of a tamal. Okay. But it's so different. They're so freaking good. I got some in my freezer. I'll bring you some. You just have to steam them. Okay, hold up. Chef's keys. Remember, I don't eat meat. Do they have meat? Oh, yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, Okay, well, yeah. I'll live vicariously through you. Yeah, they're ajacas. I'll send you a picture or something when I warm some up next time. But it's basically like a yellow cornmeal Mm -hmm. and she boils like basically a whole like little chicken hen kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then she puts like celery carrots onions like in the and like kind of makes a broth out of the like chicken juice yeah and so she uses that liquid for the cornmeal to like rise oh my gosh and she makes this homemade like picadillo salsa thing 
with like onions, tomatoes, like all the things. It's so good. And she like sets it up, basically like stuffs it kind of like a tamal. Mm -hmm. It's so good, y'all. Ajacas. Um, But yeah, that's a traditional (laughs) Ecuadorian dish. Uh, But yeah, I don't really lean lean to either side like like I said I just embrace who I am um something I did want to touch on before like we run out of time I don't know how long episodes go but we got we got time okay (laughs) um before I forget because I know we kind of started to talk about this but we cut ourselves off when we hung out so I wanted to circle back for sure for sure um about the whole like recently in my adult life I've been experiencing what it really is like to be like exposed to racism Mm -hmm. or like um I just want to say like to all of our non people of color friends that really do have like the best intentions you really don't need to point out when we're like the only person of color in a room like we're very well aware (laughs) so please don't make it even worse by being like hey you're the only mexican in here or whatever like we we we're aware do you want to share the story as to like why (laughs) um well i've had so like i went to school for vet assisting right i was the only person of color in my class even my teach well one of my teachers is like mixed or something so she was like the only kind of like <laughs> beacon of comfortableness mm-hmm. I guess I would say because you know it is odd when you've never been the only person of color in a room and then all of a sudden you are and like mm-hmm. I I don't know if anybody else experiences this or not but I know I do mm-hmm. and I'm like oh my gosh like this is kind of weird And, but you know, whatever, with time, like you get over it, I've learned to just kind of claim the room, like main character energy, it really (laughs) does work. Um, And so it kind of started there. And then recently at my current place of business, um, a coworker, and like I said, I don't think that it came from like a negative space, Mm -hmm. but it was kind of like, there was talk about like diversity in the workplace or something. And this person felt the need to be like, yeah, we need to work on that. Right, Gabby? And mind you, I'm like one of, I'm, I am the only Mexican that works in that hospital besides you when you're there. But even then, I'm, but even I blend then, in. Exactly. And, um, you know, other than that, everybody else is Caucasian, which there's nothing wrong with that. Like, let's not even go there. I'm just saying to point out that I'm the only person of color and be like, yeah, right, Gabby, we need to work on diversity. Like, I I understand I didn't come from a negative space, but do you know how uncomfortable that made me feel? Was <laughs> and I it's there like, when that happened? I don't know. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, literally sweating and like was like what the fuck did you really just say that you know in my head and I was just like oh god but you know I let it go because I knew that I wasn't coming from like a negative space but I was just like gosh like please don't and then I went to a bar I told you I just moved Mm -hmm. to Tacoma I went to a bar close to my house I'm not even gonna say their name because it's not worth it but they won't have my business um (laughs) and like I walk in again I'm the only 
person of color, let alone only Mexican. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just say it how it is, you know? And I sit at the bar and the bartender's like, oh, you're sitting at the bar? Good for you. And then this white lady sitting next to me is like, what the fuck did she say? She said something stupid like, oh, it must be weird to be the only person of color here. And I'm just like, why do you think that that's appropriate to say to somebody? And again, going back to like, wow, makes me feel really fucking uncomfortable. Like, I don't need you to point out that I'm the only Mexican in the room or only person of color in the room. Like, I'm very well aware, you know? So it's not a good feeling. I'm just saying, please don't, don't talk to your people and point it out. We know what's up. That's my little rant. I just wanted to throw that in there. Like, I hope that people can be receptive to that and not take it in a negative light. I'm just trying to explain how those situations made me feel uncomfortable. And I can't even imagine all the other people that have probably, like, experienced that, if not worse. Like, please don't feel comfortable to say shit like that to us. (laughs) Because if we walk into a room and we're like, hey, you're the only Caucasian in the room. (laughs) Like that's going to make you feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. But okay, I'm done. Moving on. Moving on. All right. So this is where I like to have like my questionnaire thingy because I'm like my brain likes to shut Mm. off and not think of things. Mm. So I'm like, oh, what was I trying to think of beforehand? I don't know. Um, Well, can I ask like what inspired Cafe with Strangers? And are you kind of like (laughs) have a motto of like, yeah, like meeting different people, like enjoying coffee um what's the yeah so wow is this an episode you you were the one that was like oh have you thought about doing an episode about you yeah yeah this kind of feels like (laughs) flip the tables on me um what inspired it about you (laughs) that's weird (laughs) that was totally not intentional um what expired it? Well, this is why I tell people to listen to the trailer because it's just so much easier to explain. <laughs> okay, well then let's talk about what made oh, no, you officially take the leap. Like, what turned this into an like actual an thing. actual thing? It went from a thought to like being real deal. What, um, what was the turning point? I think it was actually when I posted a TikTok video. Okay. Because the first two people that I had in mind, it, it was kind of like a slow progress. I, I was giving myself the, this whole year to work on it. Mm-hmm. And so it was a little less than a year ago, um, Connie, I had asked her because we've also worked together. And um, we talked a little bit. And I was like, oh, this person's from Chile. And I was like, I literally don't remember. I don't know that I've ever met someone from Chile. And I got kind of fascinated by that. So, and I just wanted, she was one person. I'm like, she seems like a really cool person. I was like, let me ask. And then um, Norms is the other person I ended up asking. And I was kind of like taking my time with it. I was like figuring out, I was like, how I'm going to ask, How? who am I going to ask? I don't really know that many, especially like living here only for like two years. I didn't really know that many people. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, there's two people. Cool. I kind of need more. Yeah. And so <laughs> my dumbass thought craigslist was a good idea but i'm like 
no millennial is going to be on Craigslist. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, TikTok. <laughs> so I literally posted a video. I had a whole bunch of fruit. It was like grapes and strawberries. I literally just, I was like, let me just record myself doing something, whatever. And then I'll just write a script in. And I just wrote in. I'm like, hey, if anyone's uh, millennials in the, the Pacific Northwest, if you're interested in being a pod, in interested in being a podcast, where like I interview and talk about like experiences living in America, I was like, hit me up or like let me know. Right. And it kind of blew up a little bit. And the reason it did was mostly because a lot of people were hating on the fact that I wrote Latin X. Um, Mm. And the people were like, oh, Latinx isn't a real word. It's a slur. Don't call me that. Like, it, stuff like that. So it, it, it gave it traction. But there was also in the midst of that, there were a lot of people who were like, oh, I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of this. I want to be a part of it. And I was just like, holy shit. I was expecting like five, ten people. Yeah. And here I am having more than I can possibly count saying they would want to be a part of this. And, yeah. then, and then there was a people that are like, hey, what about California? Hey, what about this over here would you want to do it like over video and i was like holy shit these are things i didn't even think about yeah so that video kind of pushed it because i wasn't ready <laughs> but it showed you like it okay it was like be a thing yeah it, it yeah. just showed me like a lot more people it kind of the whole self-doubt was in my mind like even even now, like sometimes I'm like, oh, is it even worth it? This and that. Like, am I even doing anything? And that video was like, I I wasn't thinking that it was a good a good idea, or there weren't going to be people interested in it. And that video was like showing me, I was like, no, there's people interested in it. Yeah. And that was actually what gave me the idea to travel too, because again, these were the early stages. I didn't know what I was doing. I'm still learning on the way of how to yeah. go about this, how to do it. And when people were mentioning like different cities and stuff like that, I was like, I have friends in California. Let me do it in California too. Hey, there were some people in, in SoCal that were interested. Let me do it in SoCal. And then I kind of got the wheels turning for me. I'm like, hey, I want to go here and I want to go there. Um, heads up, I'm going to San Diego and Chicago. Which one's first? Ooh. I don't know. Ooh. Tune in to find out. There you go. Yes. Um, but it's just something that I do on my spare time now. Like I have invested a lot of my time, energy, and money into this. And I'm doing this because I I genuinely love this. I care about this. It brings me a lot of joy. I literally told my therapist today, I was like, this it's actually has given me like another reason to live. Yeah. And I love um that. it's brought it it's just brought this joy to me that I had never I never imagined like being able to meet all these people and just get to know them better and like for them to trust me to t like tell me these things because it's just like there's just so much about it that makes me so happy that I'm like yay so it kind yeah. of it kind of pushed me into it and I'm learning as I go but I'm I'm loving I'm loving this yeah 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 no it's so cool I'm so happy to like even be a part of it I'm like yes I can't wait till the episode drops <laughs> I should tell all my people like I usually tell people well I'm starting to say that this is your podcast as much as it is my podcast because I can't do this without the other person sitting in front of me yeah. and I can't do this without you know people that are interested in listening to this and sharing this and stuff like that um which is actually kind of funny because the analytics, I can see the analytics for the podcast and 
for a hot minute, Belgium was number five. Oh, wow. I was like, what the hell? Everything was USA. So cool. But then Belgium, I was like, interesting. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to say no. But yeah. honestly, I think it would be really cool to t- at some oh point gosh, down the line. international? Oh, hell oh, yeah. I would I love go. to. I, go. I would love to. I but... just want to tag along. I'll carry the bags. <laughs> <laughs> carry the bags. My ass. Carry the mics. I'm sleeping. Um, yeah, I, I'm just honestly like, I'm enjoying the process. I'm yeah. already getting out of, I'm, I'm already reaching my goals. I've reached my goals with this podcast already. So anything other than that, it's just a bonus. Extra, it's extra yeah. bonus stuff. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I can't wait to get there for sure. I'm excited for you to get there. Yes. There we go. Um, yes. All righty. I just finished my coffee. I'm sad. <laughs> I have a little bit left. Um, was there at any point growing up that you struggled with your own identity? Oh. Um, More so like your Latin identity. Did you yeah. ever question it? Did you ever feel like you weren't this or that? Yeah. Never. Um, never really questioned it like I said I feel like like the way that I grew up it was very old school still so like we had those family parties like or we would go to the park and like it's a whole thing at the park you know like cooler sandwich it's a whole day Mm -hmm. thing like um you know so or like big family parties dancing good food good vibes like being with your cousins you know like that's how I grew up so Mm -hmm. I was very, like, immersed in the Latin, like, community or, like, way of living, growing up, whatever you want to say. Yeah, like, you know. Ways. Yeah, so I never really questioned it because that's all I ever knew, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Um, as I got older, though, like, I started hanging out with every type of person, you know. So it was so diverse that I was never really like put in a position to like question except for like I said now in my older years I'm like seeing more of this like weirdness that's the only way I can put it I I never experienced those things that I just spoke about like before until my older Mm -hmm. years so I think now might be a time where I like maybe try to suppress more of my like Latin spice or, you know, like I'll say things. I mean, I think I told you like sometimes I'll say things kind of like instead of saying Oh yeah. Tacos, I'll yeah, say yeah. tacos. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um so like only because I've been made to feel like, okay, is it weird? Like it wasn't weird, but then I was put in these weird ass situations. So now it feels weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. So never as a kid, but I think definitely now I kind of like go back and forth with like, okay, shit, like, should I just say this in English? You know what I mean? I, don't I know. I'm I'm sure there's other people that go through that as well because while we were in like in a similar boat, you went about it one way and I went about it a different way because I 
for me, it was the word cilantro. I don't like saying it cilantro. It just sounds so weird. Yeah, like it's not right. It just does not, no, it doesn't sound right. And so whenever I, whenever there's something, if it's in Spanish, like, or if something I can pronounce it in the way it's supposed to be pronounced, I'm going to pronounce it that way. Yeah. So, and see, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I am getting back to that where I'm like, okay, this is just who I am. Like, it is what it is. Excuse me, but, um, it's the only time when I have to think about being myself, if that makes sense. Like what, what else crosses your mind when you're in that like situation to make you want to say tacos instead of tacos? I mean, it's just going back to like, okay, is that going to be weird? Like, is this person, cause it's, I don't know, like, in a way, I feel like maybe I think people take it as like correcting or like maybe like overtly mm-hmm. being like extra, right? Gotcha. And I don't know why I feel that way, but I think it's because of like these weird experiences that now I even have to think about it because I never thought about it before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's kind of like dumbing down my Mexicanness or like my Hispanic side. You know, oh. like diluting it, maybe. You like know, doing what I mean? it for the comfort of, like the, the other, other person, people. exactly. And so I'm working on that um, because I really didn't give a fuck for a long time, mm-hmm. and I'm getting back to really not giving a fuck. But certain situations, it's like okay. Sometimes I get oh looks from people. They might not say anything. But their facial expression. Oh, like surprised that you can speak Spanish? Yes, because whenever I go into um, stores or whatever, and I know the person's going to be speaking Spanish, like a restaurant or like a mm-hmm. um, little Mexican market, I'll just say, hey, I'll, sometimes I don't wait for them to speak to me because I want, I don't want to know if they're going to speak to me in English or Spanish. Mm-hmm. So I just go straight for the bat, like, hey, how's it going? Like, or, hola, como estas, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I get so excited when they speak to me in Spanish. Like, when I went down to LA, I went down to a Mexican bakery. I was like, that was going to be my thing. I'm like, I'm going, going to a Mexican bakery. Yeah, have and to. I, I went there and the, the sweet older woman was like, hola, mija, como estas? And I was like, yes, gracias. Hablas en español. Yes. <laughs> I get really excited. Um, but no, there's been plenty of times where I go into restaurants and like I could speak English to them. But, you but I'm like, to. if we can speak in the same language and communicate in the same language and like, why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. And then also part of me is like, I'm not going to lie. There's probably a part of me that is like, I, I, I still feel like I need to prove that I'm mm-hmm. Mexican enough. So I'm like, I don't want to speak English if I can speak Spanish. I'm like, see, see, I can speak Spanish. I, I, I look this yeah, at, like yeah. this, but I can still speak Spanish. Yeah. So I think there's part of me that still, in a sense, kind of seeks that validation. And, yeah, that's crazy because yeah. I feel like I experienced the opposite. Like, I can't hide that I look Mexican or Hispanic or whatever, like, it's Mm -hmm. very obvious, you know? So I can say I've probably had several times where, like, people walk up to me and are talking to me in Spanish, Mm -hmm. like, automatically. But I think it's just because of the way that I look, you know? I don't know. 
I think it's uh, there's a sense of um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there would be a sense of comfort knowing approach you see someone who you think might speak the same language so you're like oh this person might understand me so Mm -hmm. let me go talk with them do you do you ever feel like maybe that's kind of like a situation um if that makes sense yeah like are you meaning like they're feeling comfort and like coming and speaking to me that you're approachable Mm. in that sense yeah yeah. like this person looks like they might be able to speak the same language as me let me approach them to see if we can communicate yeah yeah I mean it is nice like most of the times that it's happened it's like usually somebody asking for help right yeah it is I guess in that sense like nice that they feel like okay I can approach her she looks like she'll help me like she looks like she could speak Spanish yeah you know whatever so yeah I mean I never really thought about it like that but yeah I think that it's nice to know that I can help my people. Have you ever been mistaken or been approached by someone speaking a different language or someone ever thought you were something else? <laughs> uh, I think one time a lady came up to me like speaking like Somali or oh. something. Um, and I was Somali? like... Somali? Yeah. Or Samoan? No. Somali? Yeah. And I Africa? was like... Yeah. Oh, damn. And I was like, I, at the time I had my hair like straightened and it was like, I don't know. If the, I, I mean, I've seen women that are Somalian and like, they usually have curly hair. So I don't know, but I think that happened to me like one time at like my, one of my old jobs. And I was like, okay, I, I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. I'm sorry. <laughs> Interesting. She was an older lady too, so I don't know. Maybe she was just desperate and thought that I could help her. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. I know. I don't think that I favor them at all, but hey, exotic. <laughs> period. Um, Alrighty. Do you want to mention or talk about anything that we've already talked about? Anything that's um, come up or popped up? I mean... I'm done with my coffee too. Damn it. I didn't ask you. um, Do you have like nieces or nephews? Like what, what's that like? (laughs) See, I have one niece, one nephew. um, Immediate from the immediate family. Um, My nephew is, so Maya is actually older than my nephew because Maya was born in March and my nephew was born in December. So they're Aww. the same age. Cute. So I always think that's really cute. And there was this one story, this one time where my, uh, my nephew was eating an ice cream or something. He must have been like one or two. He was eating like an ice cream and Maya comes up and just takes the, the ice cream away from him. Just gets it out of his hands. I can't. Yeah. And this is, uh, I think my, my nephew is a reason my dog doesn't like <laughs> A dog oh. like kids. Um, I think yeah. I think he's the reason she doesn't like kids <laughs> because ever oh since then, it's all bad. It's no no bueno with the kids. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but no, I have a niece and nephew. Um, but when you were talking earlier about how you try to be a guide for your um for your nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. um, I am or I did that, but with my cousin. So. When I was 17, almost 18, we moved back to California. 
and we live next door to my cousin and she is she was 12 i was 17 so for the longest time it was an interesting like cousin cousin duo right there yeah here she is like me already being like kind of my height and so she's a little bit shorter and was like you know just like an interesting um I don't know. I think that we were an interesting cousin duo at, at times, just like aesthetically, because she's like this sweet little like little girl. Before I got her into the rock music, um, but she is the eldest of three, and I pretty much early on always tried to be the big sibling, the bigger sibling, whatever that she never had. Um, because while my sister, I love you. Um, she, my sister and I have a different kind of relationship than my cousin and I do have. And my sister also was dealing with having a kid. So she wasn't always, um, able to be there cause she was, you know, as she was a young, young mom yeah. raising a kid. And so, um, I was kind of like left to my own devices and how to figure life out. And so, at 17, I feel like I had already gone through a significant amount of stuff. So here is my 12 year old little cousin. I'm like, Hey, if be a good person, have fun, enjoy your life, be safe. Um, I went through this. Don't fuck up. Like I did here. I was like, Hey, I did this and this worked out for me. You know, I was always trying to be there. And so eventually, um, as we got older, we spent five years next to each other. So we got close you know, we spent a lot of time together and, um, and then she started becoming her own person. And so like, I kind of was just like slowly stepping aside. And so I'm like, you're becoming your own person. All I can do is wish you the best. And if I, hopefully I made that impact and let you know that if you need me, I'm here and I'm just going to let you grow and blossom into the person that you're trying to be. And, um, yeah, it kind of, turned out to be like that because we're still we're not as close as we used to be but I think it's also harder because we're like different states away and now she's like going to school so she's she's yeah. growing up she's in her early 20s now so you know she's going yeah, through she's that time a woman, like, in that time frame yeah. yeah so oh gosh I'm not ready for that <laughs> it's it's exciting because there's a lot of nostalgia and like we're going to be going to a show next month Pierce the Veil mm-hmm. any Pierce the Veil fans out there we're going to a show and that was the band that got her into rock music. That was the band that really, it was a pivotal point in her life for her. Yeah. So it's going to be really great because um, we went together to, sh- to a show to see, I don't know if we went once or twice, but we definitely went together once and I was able to like meet, we were able to meet the band and we were like really excited and everything. And here she's like a 13 year old little kid, like, Oh my god! I gotta meet yeah. my band. Yeah. That was a really weird voice. <laughs> um, I'm sure she sounds just like that. Oh god, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, do you feel like you've been able to kind of like break any generational curses? Oh, like, absolutely. Let's let's talk about generational curses. Let's talk about yeah. them because they're real. So, general, the fact that I don't want kids, the fact that I got surgery for it that's a generational like tradition that I'm breaking apart from Mm -hmm. the it's kind of like the religion thing like you pick and choose what you want to keep from it and follow through with that I love family I love being around family but I also don't think that I have to live within a few minutes of them or within an hour of them I like me branching out and moving because I didn't know anyone in Tacoma 
I just, I, I know I didn't know anyone. So I'm just like, I'm going to get up and go. And I had an uncle who was like, what if you don't like it? And my response was, then I don't like it. Like, I'll figure it out. And I'll figure that out when that moment comes. Um, so that was, that was one big thing that a lot, I feel like a lot of family members don't understand or don't really understand. Um, those are the yeah. two big ones that I can think of right now. Generational curses. I think for me, it's like breaking the like idea that things have to be so traditional as far as like, well, the man has to take care of the house. Like machismo is dead. Let's kill that, please. Because <laughs> like, it's not cute. And also, why would you? I just, I don't know. I don't even need to get in that. I'm just saying my cheese is dead. And so I think like breaking the stigma of like traditional, like, oh, well, the woman has to stay home and clean and take care of the house and cook and be a mother and all these things. I'm like, that's not who I want to be. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm living in my like truth. And so I think that's like one of the things yeah. I'm breaking, like. I'm not conforming to these traditional ideas, right? That's yeah. like, no. Um, and then I also think, like, the other one, at least for me, is back to what you said, like, children, kids. Like, I just don't want to pass on. I don't, like, it needs to end with me. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it. Um, yeah. That's, that is a big thing is um, not having kids and being from a Latin background. It's, it's like almost like they don't believe it. Like, why wouldn't you want my grandma? The things that they, the things that they have said, what are, have things, what are things that people have told you? Uh, well, my dad, like this was years ago, but um, when I was like maybe 17 or something and you know, he didn't really know much about me. Like, I was dating, but mm-hmm. he didn't really know. So he was like, oh, like, are you, what What do they call it in Spanish? Uh, like, a lesbian is basically what he asked me. He's like, okay. oh, don't tell me, like, that you're a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, even if I was, does it really matter? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, so, like, stupid shit like that just because... I do choose to be like independent or like, you know, live by my own rules, date. Mm-hmm. Like if men get to do it, why don't we get to do it? Yeah. Um, but anyway, and then like even my grandma to the day, she'll be like, oh my God, I just want you to have a baby. Just have a baby before I die. And I'm like, I'm not just going to have a baby because you want me to have a baby, grandma. Like that's not how it works. It's like a pet. Like They're a big responsibility. <laughs> Not only that, but I just, you know, I, there's enough children in this world that need love. If I decide I want a kid, like, I can adopt. It's fine. I've had family members tell me. And that's a whole other thing about adoption. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, who's going to take care of you when you're older? Mm, I've definitely heard that one, too. Um. What if, oh, don't worry. But what if you meet someone and you guys end up wanting kids? Oh, oh, you're, you'll change your mind. Oh, no, no, no. You'll, you'll change your mind. There was one time I was with a classmate, me and a couple of classmates went out to get some coffee or something. And I was 22 at this point, I think. And I was like, yeah, I don't want kids. And she goes, 
oh, you're going to change your mind. You're meet someone, you'll change your mind. I'm like, no, I won't. She's like, yeah, you're going to change your mind. She was so dead set that I was going to change my mind that I started convincing myself for a little bit in that moment of the conversation because she just wouldn't let it go. She wouldn't accept the fact that I said, I don't want kids. So with that being said, when you had your surgery, did you tell them like after it happened or? My parents? Yeah. How, how did that go? Um, Because I know that was probably intense too. So You know what? That was actually really easy for me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because those were, the, it, it's no surprise to my family members about, I'd rather have a pet than a child mm-hmm. and so none of that was surprising to them that I my, my parents are pretty much aware that the only niece the only like grandchildren they're gonna have are my sister's kids that's kind of just like the reality of they, they're aware that though that's probably the only grandkids they're gonna get because right. they just know that me and my brother who knows and then me now it's like not gonna happen definitely not yeah and <laughs> um so I scheduled my appointment and then I think it was like two months later that I told my parents and it was like a week or two I think it was like a week or two before my my surgery I was like oh shit I should tell my parents yeah (laughs) it's easier it was easier to stay away from that conversation because we live in different states Mm. and so um you were just like hey I'm having surgery on Monday bye exactly (laughs) this is like a good moment to pause I'm gonna quickly run to the bathroom because I have a water of a squirrel okay (laughs) that was a three plus Woo! <laughs> Empty that bladder. Okay. Surgery. So, yes. I told my mom. I told my parents. I was like, hey, just so you know, you guys know I didn't have, I don't want kids, right? They're like, yeah. Or something along the lines of that. Yeah. And I was like, so I'm having surgery. It's going to happen. My mom's like, ay, pues que te voy a decir. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That was her thing. My mom is more on the... She knows that when I have my mindset on some things, there's like nothing that she can do other than mm-hmm. just accept it. Mm-hmm. And like I told her about my tattoo months before I got it. My dad, I didn't tell him until he accidentally found out because he accidentally saw it. <laughs> um, That's interesting. Yeah. And then my dad, he didn't say anything. And I was like, you're not going to say anything? He's like, well, I wish they would have told you you were too young. And I was like, oof, father. Eh. wrong and um i can't even imagine what my father would say i'm sure that my dad had other my parents had other thoughts and feelings and stuff and i i think it's all coming from a place of concern and and love like what if i you know they're probably concerned like what if i do change my mind or something like that like they don't want to probably see me go through the heartbreak of, of that kind of stuff and and stuff um but again it's kind of like also probably because they're set in their ways in a sense and think like that's so hard for me um especially because you know like I said I've been doing a lot of work and Mm -hmm. like I just think differently than they do you know Mm -hmm. like I have dreams ambitions like I believe in like all these crazy things um that can happen and whatever and like it's hard to stay motivated when everything is like shot down you know or like everything is like ah that's loca Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and it's like well damn like can y'all believe in my dreams please you know and so that's the thing is because they're stuck in their ways like they're stuck in that mentality um before i forget there's a book that i highly suggest for anybody to read 
Um, it's called Unlearn. Um, it's by Humble the Poet. And it's basically, it's a kind of a fast read, I guess, depending on like if you're a reader or not. But it basically talks about how we're like pro, like we're all programmed to grow up and like think these certain things, you know, or like believe this way or whatever the case may be. And so it's basically about like re wiring your brain Mm -hmm. like and unlearning those like toxic traditional things that we're like supposed to believe in right um and then kind of like rewiring your mindset and stuff highly suggest it just throwing it out there for the people since this is about mental health too like yeah that was a pivotal book and like the beginning of my journey for sure well, since we're on the topic of mental health, yeah. let's get into that. How was how has your mental health journey been? Oh gosh. Um I didn't Oh god, this is a lot. So I'm trying to think of where to start. Um when I was younger, I thought I was really happy, like, you know, I would go out with my like especially in my teenage years, I was always out. Mm-hmm. I was drinking smoking, partying, like doing stuff that I really had no business doing. Probably put myself in a few situations that are like questionable. Um, And so I grew up, like I said, I did the work on myself, like with my spiritual, but like mental health as well. It's just been a whole journey, but I've realized now that Like, my best friend will bring up stuff from, like, high school, like, stuff that we did, cool stuff, whatever, or, like, people that we knew, and I'm like, who? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't remember them, or, like, I don't remember doing that, and then it's, like, sucks, but I realized the reason why I don't remember any of those things is because of that time in my life. I was doing so much bullshit. I, like, blocked it out, you know what I mean? And, like, I didn't know that that was like a trauma response until recently so you know it's it's been a journey but to be able to recognize that alone is like beautiful at least in my mind like oh my gosh the work that had to be done baby um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so uh i've been pretty good for the past like year Mm. i would say Um, I was, before I got into vet med, I was working at a job that was at a mental health clinic and it was like one of the best jobs I've ever had, you know, paid me so well, like $5 more than what I'm making right now. Like I took a pay cut to work in vet med because I wanted to do something that really made me happy and like made me feel like fulfilled, you know? Yeah. So I was like, fuck it. Like, I really don't care about the money even though like I do enough to a certain extent, obviously, yeah. but like, um, so I was in a really, really bad space. Like at that time. And I knew I had to get out. Like I was so depressed. I was like binge drinking every day after work, like just not being like the best version of myself. And I was like, okay, I have to make a change. So I went to school. I like did school for a year while working that job and being really unhappy but the only thing that kept me going was like okay I'm getting to the end like I'm gonna be doing something I love soon it's all gonna be worth it like just save your money save your money right now so it's been a journey um the past like two years I've done a lot of like work on myself 
And honestly, it's just looking at yourself in the mirror and really acknowledging that like it starts with you, you know? And like, I think that's the hardest thing for a lot of people. And going back to, I never even knew, like, I never even heard the words mental health until I got older. Like, this is not something that my 60 year old grandma that was raising me knew about. Yeah. And especially not my dad who got out of school in fourth grade, who just came here to work like and start a life for himself and start a family and whatever the case may be. Um, so, you know, this is all fucking new. Like, I feel like I'm kind of teaching myself in a way, but I also have my older sister, Priscilla, love you. Shout out again um, to thank because she was really like a catalyst to kind of show me the things that yeah. she was like learning herself too. So I can't even imagine the like burden and pressure that she had, you know, so that's a whole other thing, but yeah, I feel like that was kind of a rant on mental health. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, do you feel like you're also being like that older sibling to your nieces and nephew? Yeah. Um, in terms of like various journeys and mental health stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my niece, I feel like more so me and her have like an extra close bond because she, I mean, I've always like lived right there with her since the moment she was born until a few months ago when I decided to move out. Like Damn. we've lived together and now she's 15. So like that's her whole life yeah. I've lived with her, you know? So I, she's expressed to me that she looks at me as like a second mom, you know? So I don't take that like lightly and I try to do the best that I can, but you know, I'm young. I am perfect. Like I do my <laughs> shit, you know, and she's well aware, like she understands. Um, and she does have like her own mental health stuff. I feel like everybody does, mm -hmm. you know, at some point in their life, but I just keep an open line of communication and I just tell her, you know, I'm not going to be mad at you for like doing something, you know, don't be scared to call me if you need help or like you need to be picked up. Like, you know, I'll deal with getting mad at you later. Yeah. Like, I just want to make sure you're safe. So things like that, like open line of communication. I try to let her know I am your friend, but I'm also your aunt too. And I'm not going to just allow you to like make poor choices, yeah. you know, like, I want to be your friend and I want you to trust me, but I want you to understand there's also going to be consequences down the line or yeah. like whatever the case may be. So, and I also tell her too, like, girl, I did some things like I would never want you to have to experience half of the things that like I went through just because I decided to make like poor decisions. So I'm open and honest. And, but like you said, like you kind of have to let them become their own person and trust that they know that you'll be there for them mm -hmm. if they do need it. And, you know, actually be there when they do need it. Yeah. I think that's the thing. I'm like, there's so many things to unpack. But I don't know. I think it's sad to know that, especially, like, Hispanic households, like, mental health is not something that's spoken about at all. Yeah. How have conversations with your your family members, your your like your dad and your grandma with mental health? How have those gone? I don't think I've ever had a conversation with my dad about mental health at all, like mm -hmm. not even close. Um, but I think that comes more from me not wanting to like listen or like deal with like the negative 
space that he comes from, but I try to also recognize like you don't know what you don't know. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like I know that he doesn't know the first thing about mental health, you know? Yeah. Like I think in his mind he's like, ah, that's bullshit. Yeah. You know? But I think he has his own demons like that he probably needs to deal with at some point in his life. My grandma, she's more open. Um, She tries to understand, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I think that sometimes going back to, like, the way she was raised and stuff, like, I'm pretty sure she never knew about mental health either, you know? Like, and that's sad to say, but it's the truth. Yeah. So, you know, I try to put it in perspectives for her to understand. And I think that she, like, loves my sisters and I enough to like try to get it, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So yeah, I think I talk to her about it, but I do suppress a lot of things too, just because I'm like, shit, everybody's going through everything, like something. I don't need to add on like my shit, you know? Yeah. Which is probably not healthy either, but we're working on it. it. We're working on it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a journey. Okay. It really is. Um, I was only going to say something, but my mind went blank. I'm actually stupid medication. I told my my doctor, I feel like it's not working. So we're switching medications because I feel like it's not working. Transition period to like new meds. And I mean, I'm just excited. I'm just excited to try something new because I just feel like this ADHD medication is not doing its job. And um, we're switching over. To a different one, and I'm excited because I've heard good things. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully I can focus better because that's one of the things that I hate doing is like trying to have a conversation with someone, but my brain is going into la la land. Like, do do yeah. do 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 do. I'm like, no, get back into focus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you have any like specific mental health moments or stories that you want to bring up and talk about? Ooh. Um. trying to think what would be like most helpful um whatever you want to say yeah i'm just trying to think because i feel like i have so many um (laughs) uh okay when i was like a teenager probably like 16 or whatever something really traumatic happened to me like i'm not gonna go into details but um and so i think I really, at that time, played with the idea of, like, contemplating, like, suicide and, like, what does that mean for my family? Like, what does that mean for myself? Um, I honestly can't remember what kind of flipped the switch for me to get out of that mentality Mm because it was so long ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that... I have switched my mindset. I guess that is probably what has helped me. Like I have forgiven myself Mm -hmm. and I want to believe that like everything happens for a reason, you Mm -hmm. know, whether we understand that at the time or not, Mm -hmm. like it's meant to like play a role in some way, shape or form in our lives. So I mean, yeah, I would say like to anybody that has contemplated, I mean, 
there's so many things you can say and there's so many things you can't say, but forgive yourself. I think that's like the first step to like healing is like really forgiving yourself and like giving yourself grace and making like necessary changes. What do you, what do you feel like you did to help that flip that switch? What are the things that helped you get out of that mindset? Um, I mean, like I said, I kind of like stopped pulling myself down and kind of just accepted it for what it was Mm -hmm. and also acknowledging that like it already happened and I can either choose to let this form the rest of my life or I can take back control. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's about taking back control and changing how you think like my life is in such a different place now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I can say when you do make it to the other side, it's like, you'll understand more. If that makes sense. Like it's kind of like a full circle moment. Yeah. But um, I, I was going to say something else and I forgot. I was, I, I, I had both my therapy sessions today, this morning, and with my psychiatrist. So, like, mm. there's a lot of information that I got. Yeah. There are a lot of things that happened this morning. But one of the things that I told my um, – I told them both was for the first time in my life, I am actually excited to live kind of thing. Yeah. And it is a very weird feeling mm-hmm. when you've been just living your life and now you're actually – you're wanting to live life you're actually living life to enjoy at its moment and so it's cliche but it does get better and um i've had my fair share of suicidal ideations and um i don't consider it a suicide attempt but professionals do so i'll leave that like that Mm -hmm. and it i'm glad nothing ever happened because while I am like in one of the more happiest periods of my life, there's still a lot of negative shit around me going on. Um, whether it's the world or personally, there's still a lot of negative stuff, but I'm probably the happiest that I've been my whole life. And it's so cliche, but shit does get better. I mean, and granted, this is also like 12 years of therapy on and off Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And, um, working towards just being a better version of yourself and knowing that I don't know (laughs) do you feel like you've had like because I know a big pivotal thing for me is like having faith and I'm not saying that in like the traditional way I'm just saying like having the I guess the hope or like the no like to believe in something that's kind of unseen, right? Mm. Like, do you think that that played a role at all? Because I feel like for me, it did. Like, I'm trusting that the universe is going to bless me. Like, everything's going to be okay. I'm, like, believing that these things can happen for me, right? So, I don't know. Does does that, like, resonate at all? That's the thing that's interesting because I – I consider myself atheist. I mm. have a hard time believing in higher powers for myself. Like if someone wants to say that they believe in God, I'm going to like, does I that, respect. 
respect that. Um, I just have had a really negative experience experiences with religion that mm-hmm. affected me to the point where I don't, I have a hard time following that. Mm-hmm. So I'll hear, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll say like, oh, think, think the universe, whatever. Like, uh, I'll be like, oh, I manifested it or like I'll, I'll say things like this. So you do believe like in the like divine intervention, like universe, like I situations. am open to that being a possibility. Okay. Um, in a sense, I feel like things that happen are just a result of paths crossing mm. in a sense. Like I'm, I'm a person that runs late most of the time. And I was running late to my dog's appointment. And so, like, maybe had I arrived later or early, would that have not happened? You know, would Mm. it have happened at a different point in life? I don't know. So I guess I just – I don't believe, but I don't not believe. Mm. And I'm I'm open to if there's something out there, then, hey, they've been been blessing me. Right. But I – and the kind of person that needs, I have a hard time. Like you need tangible. I need tangible stuff. Yeah. So it makes it harder for me to want to believe in, in, and stuff like that, but I'm not opposed to it. I'm just not, not super. Not putting a label on it. In a sense. I was like, I know. And I actually had this thought last night. I'm like, I don't know that I can consider myself atheist. Yeah. If anything, I think it's, approaching more on agnostic or like because I'm I'm kind of leaning towards just becoming indifferent and that's one of the things where having these conversations with a whole bunch of people who range from religious backgrounds um not super religious like it's not super varied but just enough people where they do believe in a higher power of some sort Mm -hmm. it's just kind of gotten me thinking like I'm just a little more indifferent it's kind of opened up my mind and kind of put it in a like not forced me but it's given me time to linger in possibilities. And so I think I I'm a, a little di- – does that answer the question? I kind of lost yeah. track of what we were saying. I think we were just talking about, like, if you believe mm. in a higher power, like, what that looks like for you. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying for me, I don't know. Maybe it is, like, creating a false sense of security to, like, believe that there's something out there that's like working for me. Which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's very, I think that's a healthy, healthier way of coping through life. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, I know that religious has done good things for some people and who am I to take that away from them? And like, if, if you, if you believing in something is going to help you be a better person, have more positive outlook just things like that like so main question the personas or no no okay because <laughs> i know we talked about no. it earlier so i was like wait let me ask <laughs> no um i mean sometimes mm-hmm. i'll do it like semi-joking but semi-seriously mm-hmm. but like uh someone says something and it's like oh spookiness or like oh god hope that doesn't happen to me oh, like it's yeah, kind of yeah. like I'll, I'll, my persino and sometimes i'll do it around my parents is it more so to like appease appease them, them. so yeah no i don't really okay. no i know some people yeah. who do it like at night or in the morning when they wake up and other stuff like that i'm just like no i mean i do it just because it's like kind of a little 
not to be rude, but it's a little funny to me. Like, oh, hells no. Oh, Lordy. You know, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, but I do it, like, like I said, when I'm passing, like, a graveyard, mm-hmm. mainly. I don't even do it when I pass by churches. Just a graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> well. Like I said, it's more so of a respect thing for me. Like, you know, thank you for me being alive and thank you for you resting. I don't know. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> Ooh, one thing I want to end on. Um, do you want to talk about sexuality? Are you comfortable yeah, with that? Okay, let's cool. Talk about it. So we briefly talked about it and the way that you describe it. I, my brain wanted to put a label on it, but I'm going to let you. Yeah. Describe- I mean,. I just see love for love. Like, I really don't care whether you have a dick or not. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, it's more than that for me. So I never really put a label on it. Like, I don't want to say, oh, I'm bisexual or, oh, I'm pansexual or whatever the case. Like, I honestly don't care enough to, like, Mm -hmm. make it make sense for other people. Like, so I never really put a label on it. I'm just like, you know, love is love is love. Like, I really don't care. Would it be wrong to call you queer just because like kind of falls under like the because queer is such a broad umbrella and because i i like for the longest time not for the longest time but for a while before i identified as pansexual i called myself queer because i was like i know that i'm not straight i so i know that i fit under that umbrella And, and some people um it's the, the word is in a sense well i feel like it's being more reclaimed so there's some people i feel like aren't as comfortable with that mm-hmm. word and there's some people that are like yeah fuck it i'm queer as fuck yeah you know? yeah i mean going back to like i've never felt the need to like label it but yeah i mean no i don't think it would be wrong to label me as queer i just feel like uh it's also hard for me to kind of i guess have a label because there's so many new things out i'm like i haven't even kept up i really don't <laughs> care like that's yeah. the problem so i'm just like shit i'm gonna love who i want to love period like, okay you know yeah no i get that so i'm like i don't even care to know about like like not to sound rude but like lgbtq whatever plus all that stuff like come as you are like i really don't care you know what i mean but like i understand that pronouns are more of like something to be more like aware of right Mm -hmm. or like respect Mm -hmm. somebody's like pronoun Mm -hmm. but i'm saying like i'm not gonna be like oh my gosh you're part of the lgbt like blah 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 community you know what i mean yeah i haven't kept up with it and like i said not to be like disrespectful you know you are who you are and like i don't care to know like I'm just going to accept you as you are anyway. So what does it matter to like have the label? Yeah. I hope that that makes sense. I get that. I, but my brain, my, I get that, but I don't get that. Cause my brain likes to label stuff for myself. Yeah. Yeah. So and see, I'm kind of like the opposite. I'm like, okay, I really don't care. Like, yeah. You know, do you consider like, yourself being part of the, the, the community? I mean, like I said, I never really like labeled <laughs> anything because I, I haven't ever really had a relationship with a woman. I'm just saying that I'm open to a relationship yeah. with a woman, right? So I that I maybe that's why I have the problem with like labels per se, because I've never actually been with a woman, right? But ah, like So this is I'm where I'm open to yeah. it. Like if that you know? Yeah. So if I meet somebody and we vibe and we happen to like decide to take it there, it goes there. Like yeah. I've never you know? Yeah. 
So, oh shit, I was going to say something about that. Um, there has been some, I've just seen online how there are some people that are like, oh, some people that have labeled themselves as like bisexual, but I've never dated the same gender or mm-hmm. something like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've definitely like kissed and like made out and things <laughs> like that, but I've never like full meal deal, like had a relationship yeah. or. I was know. just going to say that um, basically just because you've never been in a relationship doesn't take away from the fact that you're still this, you still identify like this, that you're still mm-hmm. queer in one way or another, like that you're still not straight. Like it doesn't take away from the fact that you're, that's still part of your identity. Yeah. Even if you've never had a relationship with a different gender kind of thing. Yeah. Same or different gender. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. Okay. Um. Cool. Actually, I think that was kind of like towards the end of stuff. We've kind of like. I think we have talked about a lot of things. We have talked about a lot of things. Hold on. Oh my gosh. Almost two hours. Hopefully, you guys are still listening to us. I think it was a good conversation. (laughs) I think it was a good conversation, too. (laughs) Take a break and come back. This is too long. I also feel like these are good to have like in the background, just playing as you're casually doing doing something. Absolutely. I I love listening to podcasts. I love doing stuff like that. So in the car, long drives. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Love it. Anything that you would like to mention, talk, and with? Um, no. I mean, I hope people got something out of this episode. I know that I did. I definitely didn't think we were going to, like, touch on everything that we touched on. I think there's so much more, but we obviously can't fit that all into one situation here for y'all. But thanks for inviting me. I love this. Cafe with Strangers. Yes. Don't forget to check out Sana Sana Armor. Don't forget to check out Sana Sana Armor. Yes. Website and shipping coming soon, I promise. Bear with us. All right. This time around, there are no little fun facts. Um, Sorry if you enjoy them. I enjoy them, but I kind of didn't have time for it, so that didn't happen this time around, but those are always going to be next time. The episode was long (laughs) enough. It's fine. It's fine. All right. Well, Thank you so much for listening, and until next time. Yes, bye, guys.